everybody. Welcome to Movie Night Autopsy. Movie Night Autopsy. Movie Night Autopsy. And also... The thing they said. Mm-hmm. I'm Chad. Yeah. Sam. I'm Asher. And I'm Grace. And tonight we're talking about a very special movie. Just go over the rules real fast. Um... As always, someone in our group of friends of movie nights uh, has to have not seen this movie. That way, it's brand new for somebody. Um, and that's the, that's the main important rule, right? Yeah, somebody has to have not seen it. Somebody it's has fun. to have not seen it. It's fun having seen a movie uh-huh. and watching someone react. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what makes movie seen. night fun for a lot of us. Uh, and we think everyone should have a movie night. It's a lot of fun. Or if not a movie night, your version of movie night, whatever you do. Cause, and you I know, just got to take a second here yeah. to say that it's... Totally, just by mistake, that the majority of the movies that we do, you guys haven't seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of these fall on Asher and Grace to uh, to uh, be the ones who have not seen the film. Don't so. worry, most of the films you guys name, I will have never have seen it. Okay, that's fair. Because sometimes we explain to her what happens in the movie very poorly. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> she's probably going to see the movie and be like, "I've never." Oh, this is wow. <laughs> what they said? They said this. Wow. So anyway, um. This is a very special podcast. If you're uh, looking up where you can find this podcast, you will find it uh, marked under Podcast 27B-6, filed by the Department of Information Retrieval for the Ministry of Information. So with that being said, has everyone calmed down from Brazil? You never calm down from Brazil. Yeah. You never oh, calm down oh, from man. Brazil. And your sure accent never changes. I never feel settled. I don't feel settled. Oh man, you just you just just bringing it up, man, and just just makes you feel uncomfortable. No, I, I usually watch it to drift off to sleep. It's got something. There's something soothing about it, you know. There's, <laughs> yeah, it just kind of like gets me ready to embrace society and all it stands for. It's all a dystopian, isn't it? Oh yeah. a certain comfort in knowing that there's nothing you can do. (laughs) (laughs) It's just gonna happen. It's completely out of your hands. So, like, the first time I saw this movie, it's probably for the same reason, Sam, the first time you saw this movie. Did you hear, did you see it in high school? Or did you hear about this? I was like 16, 17, somewhere around there. Well, how'd you see it? Was it just randomly on? Did you hear from a friend? I can't remember if it was from Quirk or not. See, that's how I remember. It's from Ryan Patrick Quirk. I don't know why I went Irish with that. No, yeah, I do. I know exactly why I went Irish with that. Yeah, dude's Irish. Yeah, dude's Irish. Not like from Ireland. No, yeah. But he he made a big deal about it like he did with Pootie Tang, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. Yeah, Pootie Tang was definitely Quirk. Yeah. But it was very important which version of Brazil you watched and make sure that you... Well, there's like right. four, man. Yeah. Like, the only thing that's got a beat, from what I can tell, is Blade Runner. Maybe Dune. Yeah, there's like seven, eight versions of Blade Runner. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But there's like four versions of Brazil. That's true. One of them is the Happily Ever After version that... Uh, I won't... Very few people have seen, really. Yeah, I watched it once just because I was curious. And yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like the. It pretty much ends with, uh, with 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 Sam and what was the girl's name? I should have brought this up already, but uh, but yeah, they they they'll have happily ever with after. Names. Yeah, I, uh, like I don't remember the name. Yeah, they they just end up living happily ever after. Yeah. So there's that. There's the director's cut slash the European version, which is exactly what Terry Gilliam wanted, and there's the version that we watched, which was uh, the quote unquote American version, which has the correct ending, but it's a different cut. It shaves off like 10 minutes from the director's director's cut of this movie. Um, what got me interested in it was Quirk telling me that Terry Gilliam did it. Oh, yeah. And Directed this is by a Python. Yeah, by a Python, and it's almost kind of a Python movie. Not just because Gilliam directed it and Michael Palin's in Michael, it. Michael Palin is in it. But it seems to be One like... One of my favorite roles in the, in the whole thing. It, whereas most 
Python things are a big joke on stuff. This is like a really, like, just loud yell from the core of Python, because it's, it's got much more of a... Yeah, it wasn't like a... It was not air. a Python movie. Yeah, the Python movies are always jokes at the end of the day, because that's the But point. at this point, Terry Gilliam has established himself as a director. I don't know yeah. if this was true at the time that Brazil came out. I, I don't even know if I had been born yet when the movie came out. Yeah, I think it was pre-when we were all born. born. Yeah. yeah, then I then yeah yeah we were yeah. None, none of us were around it. But it's post Time Bandits, which was an interesting movie. But the, but like so I don't, I don't know. Time Bandits? Nope. I don't Come know what his reputation this. was like then, but by now like Terry Gilliam has established himself as a director outside of Monty Python. Mm -hmm. Like he's just done enough stuff. I mean, uh, I mean, Fear Nothing. Yeah. Fear Nothing. Mm -hmm. Did you? I heard Did he, he do like, Twelve Monkeys? Yes. Yeah, Twelve yeah. Monkeys too. Uh -huh. Yep. Good movie. Yeah, but we're not here to talk about yeah, 12 Monkeys. Yeah. So Brazil. Okay, so it's it's be how best to describe this movie? Well, we should just dive into the plot. A bureaucratic dystopia. A bureaucratic dystopia, that's fair. Whereas most most dystopian movies like 1984 or something like that are all about oppression. Yeah, just this evil, oppressive government, and there's always someone at the top who's yeah. responsible for pulling all the strings. This is more like oppressive structure of Yeah, all these people paperwork. are... Yeah, they're just, they're so ingrained into the system that it's just like, sorry, this is what the system calls for. Yeah, we've built up to this horrible thing where there's air ducts everywhere, and there's constantly None of us attacks. want to do this. This is what the system calls yeah, for. Yeah, and we got to fill all this paperwork to complain properly. And then you got to go get another form. Look, I don't want to read your 22B stroke 6 any more than you want to fill out the it's... 22B stroke 6, but that's what has to happen. Well, you can't even read the 27B stroke 6 until it's properly stamped. Not until do you, you see a stamp? And you have to do that over in the Department of Information Retrieval. Yes. So, well, that, so as, as like ridiculous as that just sounded, that's what it's like living in this world. Of just damn, it's awful. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of that. It opens up on a dream sequence, so you you start yeah. with that, but then you're quickly thrown into you're following Sam, the main character. Sam around. Lowry. You, you don't know who he well, is before yet. Before that, the guy who one day goes on to be the High Sparrow. Yeah. Yes. But before that, there's um you get a little bit of this world tasting. You you see kind of like a TV show. You see like the horrible cityscape they live in which is too large and there's ducks everywhere and basically there's a wrongful arrest the government has arrested the wrong person oh yeah oh i forgot about yeah. that tuttle, tuttle yeah that's tuttle. the very beginning tuttle tuttle, tuttle. Oh, tuttle and tuttle yeah. yeah you saw a and, guy uh, hit a fly and it made a mistake on one of the forms yeah, changed it. one letter in someone's name so someone's last name so they got the, the wrong type, guy the typewriter knew it was like a beetle kind of fine thing and i think that's why they changed it to b Yep. Oh, <laughs> that's interesting. Okay. It sounds closer to Beetle. Yeah, it does. Beetle bottle. I could, I could definitely see Gillian making that kind of move. Yeah, I can see that. Fan sounds theory. better than a fluddle because I think it was a, <laughs> I think it was a fly, but I think fuddle sounds better fuddle. than a fluddle. Muddle. fluddle. So uh, we, we, we should have a survey and say who would prefer fluddle to mm. muddle. No, we're good. No, no, no. we're good. Yeah, you're not sure BuzzFeed wouldn't bite on that? They well, that oh, BuzzFeed. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Oh, I mean, can you make a list out of it? <laughs> Is it <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> so anyway, it's a wrongful it's a wrongful arrest, and you see kind of you see the, what the arrest process is. is and how kind of messed up it's it is. It's brutal, not just oh, like yeah, so oh, it's cold brutal, and heartless, and like dude, not very dude well organized. Walks in with the script, and it's just like first of all, we are here to inform you that Mister Mister Buttle has been invited to the Ministry <laughs> of Information, to, Information Retrieval, and he, the guy hands his wife a receipt, 
and then he stamps it and he says he gives her a receipt for, for the arrest her husband. for her black, husband black bag she over the head it because he has to have his and she signs and then he gets his receipt for her receipt that's yep. literally a line in the movie here's your receipt for, for our receipt yes and then they cut to uh, that's when they cut to the office and you see Sir Ian Holm right is he at home yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think he's like right, in charge. Yeah. It's just record keeping. I think is the department. Oh yeah, like, it's Bilbo so, Baggins. He's yes. so it's bad Bilbo at his job. He's just so bad at it. Like, I yeah. thought for that type of job, he was very adequate. Like, it looks Lowry, like he is. But because Lowry keeps bailing him out, like that's oh. the whole thing. He's always calling Lowry into the office. That's true. Because he's finding a problem that he can't fix, <laughs> and Lowry's just like, oh, well, you know, you just do this, mm-hmm. and then just say fuck it. And it turns out Sam's late for work that day, so he wakes up and goes to work. Well, because his whole his whole place was on the fritz. Yeah. Yep. Nothing like was literally, that's an interesting thing about this world is literally their entire their entire apartments are all wired together. So, yeah. So like, if your alarm clock doesn't go off in the morning, it's just because everything in your house is broken. It's all, <laughs> it's, it's all connected. Oh yeah. It's you a thought hot mess. You thought a studio apartment was bad. Yeah. You should try this out. This is ridiculous. I mean, in the, in the very first scene of the movie, you see the coffee maker not working and the breakfast machine not working, and there's kind of a yeah, the, theme that all of the this... The coffee te- maker pours coffee all There's the kind of a, a theme throughout the whole movie that, like, the technology that the people are developing are, is not always that helpful. They're, I, they're, I, think, I, think it's a, I think it's like a, like a metaphor or a, mm-hmm. or a simile or whatever uh, you want to call what it. It depends. Did you use like in your description? I think that's the only real difference, I think. I don't care. Moving on from this okay. part of the <laughs> um, but you know, like, they, like their their society is so uh, streamlined supposedly because of the mm-hmm. bureaucratic process. It's yeah. supposed to make life easier. It's supposed to make things better. And I think that it's kind of like an allegory that the apartment hits just as many snags whenever it's supposed to be so streamlined. It's supposed to be so high tech and advanced that they're not supposed to have these problems. Mm-hmm. And it's the opposite. One of my favorite bits in the movie is that there's air ducts everywhere. To oh, like yeah. improve their life somehow, and there's and a quick. There's com- even designer air ducts. That's the same. There's a quick commercial at the beginning where you can get a designer air duct and make your oh air yeah nicer and sleeker. Like seriously, th- this world is so insane. Yeah, this world that Terry Gilliam constructed is so insane. So when when uh, Bill O'Baggins is looking for Sam Lowry, our hero played by Jonathan Price, uh, one of the few movies he's like starred in. Maybe the only one. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he hasn't started in a whole lot. Yeah, I see. He's yeah. usually a bit player. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, like the High Sparrow. Yeah, but so Game of Thrones, by the way. Yes, Game of Thrones. Yes, Game yeah. of Thrones. You're good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's fine. It's like it's, The Walking Dead. If you're already here, you might as well stick around. If if you missed it, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway, um, so when he's that's when it cuts to a dream sequence that Sam is having, and this is a common theme. Uh, the thread that goes throughout the movie. It's constantly coming back between harsh reality and dreams from Sam Lowry, Sam Lowry and the dreams as they go on progressively get worse and worse and more like his harsh reality. Yeah, because the dreams, whenever they start out, it's him wearing mm-hmm. a suit of armor. Yeah, flying. With, with like angel's wings. Uh-huh. Like just flying through. Like clouds. Yeah. Total freedom. Just a beautiful but, dreamscape. Not to get too far Until ahead. The monoliths. Not to get too far ahead, but as, too the, far ahead. as the movie goes on, he starts to run into... The girl of his dreams, more and more in real life. Whose name is Jill, by the way? Thank you, Jill. Ah, Jill. Okay, Jill is right. the name. So he has this crazy dream where he's like this awesome suit of armor and like David Bowie makeup and like these weird wings. Oh yeah, it looks like Very a Bowie video. Video. Yeah, it kind of looks like a Bowie video. And Jill, is, as the woman of his dreams, is just she kind of just she's floating, floating in, in the sky, literally in a the cage. woman of his dreams, literally the woman of his dreams, wearing like 
a uh, drape so or something. The ending of Force oh. Awakens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the beginning of Force Awakens or the middle of Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much just Force Awakens. Pretty much any part of that movie. <laughs> good movie. Anyhow. <laughs> it's a good movie, but hits you over the head. It's like, this is a Star Wars movie. I'm yep. okay with that after yeah, the, cool. after the prequels. Anyway. Anyhow, so he wakes up, he, re- he realizes he's late to work. He runs to work, his boss doesn't care because he's constantly bailing his boss out of jams. Getting into jams all the time. Oh yeah, he's always getting out of jams. Even out of jams. Anyway. So much, in fact, that after his mother's suggestion, because his mom knows somebody, mm-hmm. we, never, we never see who exactly, but, uh, but his mom knows somebody, so now he's been offered a uh, promotion. Mm-hmm. To now, what, what's the department that's well, going information, information retrieval? retrieval. Information that's retrieval. right. That's the It's the, the most department. important department. Yep. So far in the movie, when he's running late to work, he runs into one of his friends, Jack, played by Michael Palin. Michael Palin. Who works his Probably way up my through. my second favorite role in the movie. Michael it's Palin? Michael Palin, yeah. Okay. It's Jack. Who's your favorite? Oh, you don't even have to ask. Okay. It's <laughs> no secret. Right, if you've we'll, seen we'll the movie, then yeah. We'll get to that. that. We'll get to the best. So anyway, role. he sees that information retrieval is the way to go ahead, and he didn't want to go ahead. Like Sam wanted to stay exactly where he was. He was very happy working in records, not progressing because he didn't give a shit about the world. Yeah, and he didn't want to get involved. But I want to. I want to yeah. say at this point, he also. I think he was a little bit wary of information retrieval and also becoming a part of the uh, upper crust society I think there was a part of him that was paranoid about like what would happen mm-hmm. to him if he did that because his family's from there his yeah, mom knows simply everybody. everybody yep and simply everybody <laughs> oh yeah and, and, and watching his mom and the way that she behaved at the plastic surgeries and everything and like her friends and that one friend like like the the, the friend of the moms mm-hmm. well we're gonna get into oh, yeah, yeah. Well, let's just, just seeing all of that so all there yes that's not appealing so there's plastic surgeries a big thing who's the guy that plays the plastic surgeon the name i forgot that his name but he he's, he's in everything he's in he's in harry potter he's, he's in harry potter he was in hot fuzz a lot of people yeah <laughs> he's not harry potter he's but he's in the movie not. we talked hot fuzz he's in before. hot fuzz he's the police not. chef he's police in chief. the last season of game of thrones if it's a british made thing he's got this guy's in i'm it. sure he's in hitchhikers at some point we yeah. just uh, have to run into him again if not that then the other version yep more than likely Anyhow. Anyway. So, anyway, so basically Sam figures out what to do because someone made a mistake. This guy, Tuttle, was arrested instead of Buttle. No, Buttle was arrested instead of Tuttle. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mix that up a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like the So he's like, what do we do? He goes, well, we just, we write a check and get her to cash it, and we'll do it. They're like, well, that's, that's so outside the box. We just send her, you're going to physically take her a check? That's so outside the box. His boss thinks he's a genius. He later gets in trouble because he does not work within the system. Of the situation, so he goes to return the check to Mrs. Bottle, Bottle. Well, and that's where he see who's like catatonic, who still has a hole in her roof, hole in her roof because they measured the wrong hole. Really yeah. have a bank account, or she doesn't yeah. use a bank account to to get money. Mm-hmm. So they can't just so put the money in her account. So they have to write her a check. Yeah. So they thought of this brilliant idea to just yeah bring the check in, which in to hand everyone else is person. a brilliant idea. Well, well Sam Bowery was really not excited about being the person to deliver that check. No. It's because she's got a talk. That's where you get to see the, the problem of this world is they made a mistake, arrested the wrong person, and now he's dead. And now yeah. he's dead. And now he's dead. Yeah, he's it doesn't dead. matter if you're white or black in this future world. If you get arrested, you're pretty much you're dead. dead. Yeah, it's just yeah like... you're just, yeah. So during this horrible, uncomfortable conversation our hero is having, he sees the girl of his dreams, and he, she takes off, and he chases after her, and it doesn't really work. So he starts to think, I can find out who this is, but the only way I can do it it's if I get a job in information retrieval. He needs to retrieve that information of who she is. Yep, but yep. he's got to get that. 
he he uh, his boss ripped up his job offer from information retrieval mm-hmm. because he was afraid of losing the guy that keeps bailing him out. So now he's got to go talk to his mom again. Oh, this is a good point to mention. So he's met with his mom a couple of times now, and his friends are obviously well to do. They're all having plastic surgery mm-hmm. done. They're all, but also there is at various points in this movie random explosions that go off while they're just you know eating out at a restaurant or something like that, and then everyone like an explosion will go off, a couple people will get killed, and then people will start cleaning up, and everyone else will just go back to their business. So like (laughs) if you live in this world, the idea that there might be a terrorist attack at any point is pretty much kind of, or not like let's not want to say the word terrorist yet let's just say that there are so far in the movie attack. yeah it's a terrorist attack well i wanted to get yeah, into that the later gov- the government classifies them as, as terrorist yeah. attacks well the the technical the ministry of information yeah the technical de- it's a good de- it is terrorist the technical definition of terrorism is someone who commits violence against civilians for social or ideological purposes so you're not doing it for money or power or anything else. You're hurting people who aren't military for some idea. And that's yep. yeah, that's pretty much what's going on in the yep. movie. So that's just like an average thing that's been going on up to the point where he goes back to his mom and is like, I need to get that job back. Doesn't mention to her about the woman of his dreams. And she's like, well, we're, you should come to some party, right? Like they're yeah, going she's to a having party. a party. Go to a party because the big guy, this wheelchair man... yeah. Is gonna uh, who is Mr. the guy Heldman. that Mr. Heltman is yeah. the guy that can get you into information. Mr. Heltman uh, came up in the Ministry of Information with Sam Lowry's dad. Yeah. So and now Sam Lowry's dad's dead. So he's try he's trying to give him a, a leg up and help him out. Yeah, trying to get him into the into yeah. information retrieval. That, it seems like you get the idea that they were both really incremental in like making inf- like Ministry information, at least information retrieval, what it is. Yep. So he goes to this party. He sees Jack, right? Yep. He sees Jack <laughs> yep, and his Jack, wife. Jack and his wife. Who the, gets called Barbara. Bar- that's not her name. That's not her name. Not her name. And uh, like they just, uh, they just, for the rest of the movie, she's referred to as Barbara. Another theme that, like, one mistake in this world, and it's just forever, Follows like, you. it's it's just it's just going to be that way from yeah, now mainly on. Mainly because you don't want to admit that there was a mistake. Yeah, because people won't, like, want to admit yeah, the there system, was a mistake. The system can't perfect. make a mistake. Yeah, so if I it, speaking of mistakes, we skipped over something. There is a scene about around the beginning of the second act or so, where it's late at night. Sam Lowry's in bed. This is before. This is when he's only seen the girl of his dreams once or twice. He's still not sure. Oh, is if it she's the real. scene that you're talking it's about? The Are scene. we gonna go ahead and get you want to do the you want to do that scene? Oh man, yeah. No, you do that scene. Okay. All right. So so, my everyone's favorite character in this movie, I feel like. Um, it's going to be uh, the guy introducing this next scene. Sam Lowry wakes up in the middle of the night, is drenched in sweat, um, realizes that his entire house is broken down. Most importantly, his air conditioner is broken down. And like, like it's like 110 degrees or some stupid shit in his house. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, well, I got to do something about this. I guess I'm going to call up the Ministry of Information and, uh, and get to the bottom of this. Calls the Ministry of Information... And it's one of those, I'm sure that this was like starting to get real popular in the 80s. One of those, you have reached the Ministry of Defense. Our hours of operation are blah, 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 blah. So, of course, nothing happens from there. And he's just screaming into the phone like, my air conditioner is broken. It's yeah. 100 degrees in my British This is an apartment. emergency. This is an emergency. 
I'm really hot. <laughs> he was. He looked very hot. He looked oh yeah, hot. he he looked pretty hot. Um, dude goes to sleep in his refrigerator. Like, oh yeah, props up just, a chair. Yeah, just props up a chair. He's hunched over, Next leaning into his, his fridge. Refrigerator. And speaking of refrigerators, I hear Chad in there wrestling around in the fridge. Grabbing some uh, some brewskis from the fridge in there, are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, grabbing I'm some two hearted. Handed actually a two hearted. Some two hearted. I think uh, I'm also drinking a two hearted. One I'm, of our I'm here sticking with podcast. the sweet water uh, hash. Hash, hash, hop hash, hop hash session. No, no, hash session. Is it session? That's a different one. That's a oh. different beer. It's not okay. the double hop hash. Like uh, they they did make a double hop hash, which is like a nap beer. Like you drink it and you want to take a nap. Oh yeah. This is not that. It's yeah. close though. But it's just regular hop hash. Yeah. No, uh, anyway, not a hash session. Try saying that three times fast. Hash session, hash session, hash session, hash session. Yeah, the, the, hash, the hash session, I mean, it's, it's alright. Come on, it's just fun. <laughs> it's fun after Like, I don't know, like, like, I'm not a big, I'm not, bottle over there. I'm not usually a big fan of sessions, just because, uh, I don't know, if I want to drink a pair Jeff of Sessions, out. yeah, can't stand him. Anyhow, back to the movie. <laughs> back to the character is about to show up. He's a uh, dude. Our, our our home our home dude is a uh, Sam Lowry. He's sleeping in the refrigerator. Cause, uh, yeah. Because his his shit is on the fritz. It's on the fritz. Shit's on the fritz. And uh, all of a sudden, he gets a phone call, mm-hmm. and it's a mysterious voice on the other end. And the most mysterious thing about this voice is it's not speaking with a British accent. Oh, that that is the most. Uh, yeah, that's a detail he's, I didn't. He's, he's one of two Americans in this movie. One of two, the other one being the girl of his dreams. Yeah. Um, Chill. And so he, 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 he has this really kind of almost surreal, because this whole movie hasn't been surreal up to this point. <laughs> yeah. He has this kind of surreal conversation with this mysterious voice um, who's, you know, asking him about his, his air conditioner of all things. And, uh, all, and, and all of a sudden, you know, he, he, get, he, he figures out what's going on and he turns around and there's a shadowy figure gun pointed out and freaks out. But then the dude is just like, he cracks a joke or something. He's like, ha ha, is it okay? The Nero. So Robert De Niro comes in, guns, gun toting. Gun toting, but he just had to make sure that he was on the level. He's the guy on the phone talking to him as he's sneaking up on the guy he's on the phone with pointing a gun he, out. He had, to, he had to distract him while he, while he yep. got the drop on him. And, uh, and he had to make sure everything was clear. Turns out everything's on the up and up except the AC. So nope. he's got to go ahead and fix that because that is what Robert De Niro is playing in this movie. Mm-hmm. By the way, his character's name is Archibald Buttle. He goes by Harry Buttle, and that is the guy who. Uh, who is no, no, Tuttle. Sorry, Tuttle. Yep. That Tuttle is the guy, is the guy who's supposed to be arrested. So he was uh-huh. supposed to be arresting in that first in that first scene, so mm-hmm. so early on in the movie. And why would they be arresting him? We'll tell you why. Because he's a vigilante repairman. Yes, he's a vigilante he, AC repairman. He sticks, doesn't like paperwork. Yep. He okay. does not like paperwork. I mean, that whole place could be on fire, and he couldn't even run a tap without filling out a twenty-seven B stroke six. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, this movie's amazing. <laughs> Such a good movie. On. So, the best character of the movie shows up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much just walks into the process of exactly why vigilante repairmen are a thing in this uh-huh. universe. So, he, he because, starts. Because, as an audience member, I was genuinely wondering. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, why is this guy doing what he's doing? Because he, he proceeds the to take a panel off of the wall, he pulls the thing out, and he's like, hey, here's the thing. It's shut, and I don't have the right parts, but I can bypass it. I can fix it with this, and he kind of makes... He doesn't say it directly. Out, like, he pulls it's something out of the Rick and Morty universe. Yeah, it's just a device. <laughs> it's a thingamajigger. Perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Plumbus. It's just yeah. a device, but uh, he's he kind a, of... It's a schlieze that's been schmoodled by a schmack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's and exactly it. 
And he, he uses that to bypass whatever the blockage now, is. Now, during this time, another knock on the door. Yep. What is this, a Marx Brothers bit? <laughs> Why, yes, it is. <laughs> Central services. Central services, sir. <laughs> okay, it's okay. We got Bob Hoskins to see. And oh, Bob Hoskins' the, friend. They got the gruesome twosome. They got the gruesome twosome. It's Bob Hoskins and friend. And friend's job is to just repeat everything Bob and Hoskins says. They just show up and you just, you, you know a bit's coming. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it's a bit. Like, but it's, also, it's, a, it's bit, a bit. So, while they're building this crazy tension... Because behind the door is De Niro with a gun. Yep. And he's ready, <laughs> he's ready to take from he the He's ready to take He's ready to take out. Bob Heckle and Jekyll. Yeah, from, he the, is, from, the, <laughs> from the camera perspective, you see his figure in the back behind Sam Lowry every time you see Sam Lowry. But uh, but but the gruesome twosome, they have no idea what's going on. No idea what's going on, sir. <laughs> they're just there to fix the AC. But yeah. they're like, hey, we're here to do the thing. We're here to fix the AC and... Yvette's having problems there. Eh? And the character Sam is like, oh, what? No, 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 no. It's okay. Everything's okay now. And he's like, what do you mean everything's okay? They don't like, make problems don't fix themselves. No, right? well, first they Sam says, the fa- Sam says, sorry, Sam, not this Sam, not the me. Sam Lowry. in the movie. Sam Lowry. Oh, Sam Lowry says, not Sam, not Lowry. Not related to Hugh Lowry. Maybe related. Uh-huh. England's a small place. Anyhow, Sam Lowry says, no, the problem fixed itself. And that's when the guys are like, the problems problems don't just fix, they don't just fix themselves. They don't fix themselves. Like, like, we know, we, 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 we do know. this job all the time. We do this job like, all the time, sir. I think we're just going to have a look. So the, have a look, sir. the couple kind of push past Sam, and they're going towards, and everyone, right. everyone's expecting De Niro to just unload some caps in these guys, and this movie is about to get really real. That's what I thought. That's yeah, that's what's about time. to happen. But unfortunately, Sam Lowry then says, hey, do you guys have what's the damn for? Twenty-seven B stroke six. Do you guys have a twenty-seven B stroke six? And one of them starts having like a psychotic breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Look what you did to him. Yep. Cracks him in the face with a with a wrench. Yep. But no, like like to me, that's what this movie is all about. That's a that's a perfect like that's the that's the perfect scene to represent what this movie is all about. Like. It makes you think that it's going to be one thing with the whole science fiction, dis- like futuristic dystopia, but then it totally turns that idea on its head. Like this kind of movie, what normally would happen is that they would walk in and Robert De Niro would have to take them both out, and like that's what kind of movie this would now be. It's like people are dying and people are on the run, and then and there's going to be gunfights and stuff. But the movie doesn't do that. But nope, this movie's all about the paperwork. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you so, can't have the gunfight yet. You haven't filled out your paperwork. It's so tedious. You can't have a gunfight without signing a 27B stroke. <laughs> yeah, that's the only form they talk about at length in the movie. But it's they, an they important others, but that's the one I think that's just an umbrella term for whenever they have to say a thing. So anyway, he takes a job, and inf- that happens... Yeah, let's skip, let's skip to where he's been information yeah, so, 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 Lowry sends away the two dudes and uh, De Niro fixes it and they go about their day. Um, so he takes the job at information retrieval. Yeah, yeah De Niro zips up the supplies away like a yep. boss, by the way. Yep. He's got his, like, grappling hook, like, Batman. And just AC, takes yeah, off into the night. AC repairman superhero. Oh, sure. God, it's so dope. So dope. He takes the job at Because, and remember, even though all this crazy stuff's happening, his most important thing, the only thing he's ever tried for, is uh, trying to find the girl of his dreams. Now, this time, we have seen other dreams that Sam Lowry's having. Um, throughout, no, no dreams. No dreams. No dreams. <laughs> no dreams. Sam Lowry's, his dream world is starting to look more like the world he lives in. Yeah, with the monoliths cracking up out of the sky. They crack yeah. up out of the sky. 
You start seeing the, the hooded baby face things. Yeah. Some of those things are creepy. And it's oh, harder and harder to get. Creepier and creepier. And then as one does whenever you're working the grind like that, just the occasional giant samurai who bleeds flames. Oh, you know, but, like, yeah. like you do. Because, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Everyone has to go to the office. Oh, God, yeah. I hate Tuesdays. <laughs> it's like Monday the sequel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, he gets he gets into he gets into information uh, retrieval by meeting with this old guy at the party, who also tells him an old anecdote, where he says some line. He's like, "Somebody here, I am," or he, er, "Er, I am," e r e, i a m, which comes back later as a password. You guys know what I'm talking about? He's in the bathroom with the old guy in the wheelchair. Oh, he's got to shake him I'm, off because he's an the old scene, dude in the wheelchair. But I don't, I don't... No. Specifically he he shakes the old about. guy after the old guy uses the oh, bathroom. Yeah, he, he oh, yeah. He has to, to shake the person. He has to yeah. shake him off. That's right. So, but he tells him the story. I think about his, uh, was it about his dad or was it about someone else? It was, it was like about that. his dad. I can't, I, I can't remember. I know what you mean. It's, they have a moment and he, there's a saying and he writes it in the powder that's there and ends up being necessary information for later. Yep. Although, not necessarily enough that we, for, we apparently all forgot the details of it. Except yeah. for me. <laughs> There's an awful lot going on in yeah. this movie. Yeah. It Anyhow, takes a while to remember everything. Through this I've scene, seen it several times and I feel like I haven't taken it all in. So through this scene, he gets into information retrieval. He finally gets an office. They set him up. Um, <laughs> the desk. Yeah, he, go, he, yeah, he yeah, goes... The, the desk that is just an ongoing power struggle. That's what it is. That's mm -hmm. a great bit, but also a good metaphor. There's just always mm -hmm. going to be a power struggle for something that should be easy. Yeah. So what it is, is he has a tiny office and a half a desk, and what he doesn't know is that he's sharing the other half a desk with his with the person, person the, the on the other side, side of the wall. So it just starts to pull, and there's just this tug of war from only Sam's side. So he goes and talks to the guy next door, and then you just... No, so, no, no, that guy was right? pulling. That guy, that guy was, was pulling. pulling back. Yeah, that guy was pulling first. No, he started it. Yeah. He pulled first. Yep. Yep. And then Sam pulled back, like he does, because that's... that's that's the way the system is. That's what you gotta do. Yep. But Sam sees that in his uh, co-worker's office there's a computer, which he does not have, because I don't think he's been there long enough to get a computer or something like yeah. that. And uh, we haven't actually explained what, like, like, we haven't talked about what computers are in this world. Oh, yeah. Like, they're, they're, they're not they're the things we use they're today. They're tiny screens. Tiny with, little screens with digital with text three on. Letters that green letters. Green letters. With... with, with Big giant magnifying glasses. Yeah, yeah about a, a foot built away. Built-in magnification glass thing. And the oh, loudest man. keyboard in the world. Yep. And just. But he talks to the guy after a power struggle. It's a really God, it's a good bit. It's, um, it's a really good bit. And uh, the guy finds the girl for him, right? The guy does find the girl for him. Yeah. Where does he go? I'm trying to remember. Does he go after her, or does he? You also get a you also get a snapshot at the people who are kind of running information retrieval. There's this man. Oh yeah, the guy walking around. following him. There's a pack following. Everybody him. has like got papers that they're trying to hand him. And they're just all asking him questions, and, and he's giving you're... short like one word answers in quick succession. Like nope, yes, two p.m. tomorrow, next Friday. I want her out by tonight, and things like that. Just yeah. like going, <laughs> just just going like hey, just yeah, you're finally seeing the people who are actually making the decisions. And he'll he'll grab he'll grab some a stack of papers and be like, yep, this looks about right. Okay then, yeah, make it happen. So then yep. we'll look at another second papers and be like, no, this is all wrong. We need to change this here, this here, this here, this needs to be over here. And then no, change this yes. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yep. So no. Yes. Here. No. No. Check twice. Here. 
And he's the guy who is trying to help Sam get set up. Like, he's trying to help get him set up. And you see him a couple times as Sam's, like, exploring the area. But where, where does he go after he figures out where the girl is? He, go, he goes and tries to find her, right? He's like, I'm going to go. He leaves his job. First day he's there. Leaves his job. Oh, yeah. And, oh, I remember. He goes to look for her. And turns out she's, like, downstairs. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so he talks to people. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Has, there's this whole thing where he goes down... Deeper levels he, than what he needed to, and he uses uh, he uses his badge to get her out of the building. Yeah, and they take off in that giant monster truck she drives. Oh she's, yeah, she's like, she's like a trash person. Which yeah. is similar to that other movie we watched. What's that movie? Which one? They're, yeah, I no. watched a lot of movies. They live. Mad Max. Mad Max. Mad oh Max. yeah, dude, it looks like a war rig. It's yep. like a yeah, similar it does size. look like the war rig. Similar size. To one war of these rig. weeks we'll get around to Road Warrior. Yeah, there's a lot of movies we're getting around to. Yeah. But anyways. So he takes off with her. She goes to like her. big scary oil rig place to get a package. But first she tries to kick him out. Because, yeah. You know, after just like a obnoxiously just long period of time. Oh man, just that scene is. He basically tries to. He basically tells her in the first meeting that ultimately he loves her. Yeah. That's I'm what right he I'm in love with you, but only in my dreams. Yeah. yeah. Totally that always goes creepy. over really well. Yeah. <laughs> and she of course tries to kick him out. Of and then she eventually lets him stay because that's love. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's I mean that's how Grace and I met. But yeah, that's yeah, love. Well, I'd, rather, I'd rather fight a giant samurai warrior who bleeds fire. Like <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Anyway, so they, they get to the big rig place. The scary. She picks up a package. They go to the mall for some reason, and he's also starting to second guess everything mm-hmm. because things are starting to get real. Um, and they're trying to find him and her because they also have to they run from the cops at one point. Yeah. And he's starting to second guess why they're at the mall, number one. Number two, what the hell is this package that she has? He's yeah. he's kind of wondering, is it a bomb? That's yeah. That's kind of the implication. Because she has a rebel spirit about so to find somebody who, in theory, he could trust, and now he's starting to not trust her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He like, is, right away. He is also more out of control than she is. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's, there's a point that, like, they're oh, getting yeah, away. Oh, yeah, uh, he's out there. But, like, they're supposed to stop at this, like, stop, um, like, point check or something. Oh, yeah, she, and, they're, they're stopping at a, yeah. And oh, and then, he just slams on the cast. Yeah, they're, they're, this bar comes down for them to stop, and he's just like, just go, just go. And she, and she won't, she's just like, yeah. just let me handle this. Which let starts me a whole this. chase that makes things so, so much, much worse than what they were if they just would have yeah, stopped. He, he makes everything worse at every point, I feel like. What, what, He's like, just bojacking the situation. Yep, hard. They, oh, hard. God. He might as well have a flask in his hand. Yep. They end up some... Does he... Is This isn't when he takes her to his mom's house? This is before that. He takes her... To, they go to the mall. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or that's some right. department store thing. And a, and a bomb goes and off. And a bomb goes off. And he goes through the wreckage, and he sees Jill. He sees the woman of his dreams. And he puts... He starts to figure out, well, chances are... If she was a terrorist, she's not a good one because she's like where the bomb went off, pretty much. And still has the package. And still has the package. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah. 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 It's like he's just like, well, he eventually figures out that she was he, he was not trusting her. And it's yeah. She's uh, she's not the person that. But they're the still bomb. on the lamb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, the he did all that stupid there. shit earlier. Yep. 
No, but it's because of all the stupid shit from earlier. The, the, the only place to hide is his mom's house. Yeah. Also, it's Christmas Eve. Forgot that this was a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, movie. this, this oh, movie. Yeah. This is a Christmas movie like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. This is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Or like Gremlins. Yeah. Yeah, Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Like, it's in the same way. Like, so this movie will not let you forget that it's almost Christmas. So, so around Christmas time, should we do a bunch of movies that are like... Like that Christmas movies that aren't really or that aren't don't seem like Christmas movies. Well, I definitely feel like we've mentioned Die Hard enough to talk about Die Hard, but I'm sure that we've all seen Die Hard. Yeah, but oh yeah, to, I could watch Die Hard again. It's been a while. I'll watch it again. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, we'll talk about it, motherfucker. Anyhow, yeah. So he takes her to his mom's place, which mm-hmm. is of course lavish and ornate, and there's all these nice things there. And he's like, "Hey, I need you. What does he got to go do?" He tells her to stay there. Oh. And he's going to go back to information retrieval. And clear their names or something And, cl- like and that. figure it out. So what he does... Well, he was going to rig it up so Because he's that, been doing such a great job so far. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, all his plans have worked out this far. Um, no, but he's going to... He's going to, at the very least, kill her off. Yeah. On, on paper. paper. On paper. On paper. On paper. Which yeah. in this world is, is good as death. Yeah, that's good, yeah. You're, yeah the, the government will never bother you again. Um, so he sneaks into information... Uh, Ministry of Information breaks into the office of the of the guy who was his dad's friend and gave him the job because he was able to use the the thing the we wrong forgot. elevator the wrong elevator yep the and elevator the, he should and the used. thing is this where the password comes this in is where the password comes yep. in we're talking about earlier so Here he I does am. it and uh, and uh, basically he gets back to his mom's place and she's dressed much more like she is from the dreams she's wearing she has this long wig and. She's wearing something that's like looks like a like a drape or something. Mm-hmm. Like a really she's, but she's, thing. she's totally naked underneath that. Totally. You can see through it. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Totally naked. <laughs> totally. It's like finally, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was concerned my first time viewing it. I was afraid it was going to turn out to be the mom, and that was going to be like her. Yeah, you said that. Her. I don't know why. I guess because in that mo- the movie so far, you can't trust what's about to happen. Oh, I don't trust that movie at all when you're watching. I'm like, <laughs> this movie is going to stab me at the back it's, at any moment. Yeah, it seems like the one good thing that happens in the movie. Yeah. When it's, it turns out, it is okay. She's okay. just wearing a wig. Yeah. Coat. So so they they do their thing. It's the next morning. They're about to do their thing again, like couples do, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she even makes a necrophilia joke somewhere. Yeah. There. Yeah. He oh, yeah. Man. He says, "I killed you off," and she says, "Care for a little necrophilia." Yep. And that is a uh, that's the only movie. <laughs> I know that, has that particular <laughs> line. I mean, Nightcrawler would have yeah. done it, <laughs> but there are no jokes but in Nightcrawler. There was a sequel to Nightcrawler. He would have literally done it. Oh yeah. Ooh. So they do it the next day. Um, same thing. And as they're about to get into it again, boom, boom, police show flash up. bomb. Just kind of like the opening hole of the movie. The, hole in the, in the roof, roof and the ceiling. All the cops come down. They take Sam away. At he's, first, he thinks they're coming for the girl, and he's like, mm-hmm. "No, no, 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 no. We're here for you. Don't." He's like trying to explain the girl's dead on paper, like you guys have made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they're like, "Nope, we're here for you. We're gonna." And they put the bag over his head and give him the noose and all that crazy. shit. And that's shit. when you finally start to see what people who get arrested the go kids, through. The pair of and there, and there are like these kind of brokers in the process of arrest to try and give him the best deal as uh, of what he has to pay back to the, the information gov- the mystery of information mystery as he's information being arrested people. but so many people end up this is the funny thing to me so many people who end up being arrested or killed that there's just these debts piling up from these dead people yeah who have to pay for the the expensive killing and torturing uh, oh, that's themselves gonna, oh man that bubble's gonna burst yeah and, yeah so, so mis- the ministry of information is just charging people they killed off for their death 
Yep. And yep. just expect well, that's well, the thing well, that's happened we in the sent, movie. Well, we sent out the invoice, so logically we'll get paid back at some point. <laughs> just believe the system. Just so you can just see the, the ridiculousness of Sam Lowry go through that for like five minutes. Yeah, there's like five minutes of that. And, he has, to see, and he has to people. see several different of yeah. them too, who give him like different options, different deals. Like you kind of get the sense that one's offering him the high end, one's like mid grade, one's offering him like bargain price, like mm-hmm. clean up after your dead prices. And one of them's like, oh, come on, come on, old Gil's gonna get you a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, come on, Gil needs a lick here. Yep, that's uh, and then it's a new pair of shoes. And then this one guy's like, "Hey, gay, come on, sign the papers." <laughs> yeah, Bob Dylan was working. Him and Gilliam are friends. Yeah, so it, was, yeah. uh, it was a favor. That, uh, so he does that, and he finally gets to this like the end of the arrest, where they actually retrieve information from people. And yeah, air, and lo they, and behold, they put him in a big like Professor Rex looking like cerebro looking, looking room. Yeah, big huge open room with one chair in the middle of it on a plat. Like you walk out it's on like a bridge, a, it's a like a dentist's chair, but more menacing. And lo and behold, it's Jack. It's He's Jack. Old it's Michael Palin. So far as we know, his best friend. Yeah, because he doesn't really have any friends he in this world. Doesn't really talk to anybody else. No. And it's Jack. I mean, why would you? Sam's kind of an asshole. I mean, except for Robert De his, yeah, he's, he's really just like bad at everything except for that one job that he had at the start of the movie. Yeah, that was yeah. the only thing. He should have stayed there. Yep, yeah, he, he was, was fine. He was good at that job, and he was bad at everything else. Anyhow, Sam comes out. He's got a mask on. Of the, the baby, baby mask. The baby mask, which from his dream. From the, the dream. The baby's kidnapped the girl of his dream, these weird baby hunchback things, yeah. before he fights the giant samurai. Yeah. By the way, that. Uh, yeah. Bleeds fire. It bleeds fire. Which is a hard thing to say. Bleeds fire. Bleeds fire. And he does that, and then there's also that scene where he tries to jump after the girl's dreams, and uh, these arms come out of the ground, made oh, of bread. Yeah. So like it's like it's so, yeah, the yeah. foundation's like that holding on to him, keeping him from flying away. Yeah. That, anyway, that whole so sequence. we're towards the end of the movie. He the sees Jack. Jack. Jack's trying to convince him. Just tell him what they need to know. You know. Oh, there's also that other scene with the old guy. It's Christmas. He's yes, this has been a completely professional conversation. <laughs> so he's... But there's a scene before that. Oh, yeah, before he's talking he to the old guy in the wheelchair dressed as Santa, Santa Claus, Claus. And he kind of lets him know what happened to Jill. He goes, well, she's dead. Resisting arrest. Resisting arrest. He goes, no, 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 no. That's, that's what I put in. Mm. That's what I did. I did that. I killed her off by saying she was killed by resisting arrest. They're like, well, we'll we have double paperwork that so it looks like she was somehow killed twice for resisting arrest twice it's really quite an, an anomaly mm-hmm. like so to the old guy he truly believes that this woman after she was killed for resisting arrest was killed for resisting arrest yep that his faith is so much in the paperwork the paperwork but, can't be but wrong but sam knows what really happened yeah so she's she, it's kind of she's kind of been told she's dead now yeah so they're yeah. in the big room in the big room michael palin shows up he tries to tell him, just do this, I don't want to have to do this. He pulls out like a scalpel type thing. Because he's, he's like a doctor. Yeah, by the, at this point, this, this movie this is going... Palin, Michael Palin didn't want to be doing any of this. No, by the way, no. by the way, at this point... He really wanted to be a lumberjack. At this point <laughs> in this movie, like... Um, it's it's kind of going... Tree it's, to tree as they drift down the Great Potomac. I'm not even going to fight this. I'm not even going to fight what's uh, happening. Is it over? Yeah. Did we, we reference it enough? Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much longer we got. Oh, man. Let's just move it along, Okay. Folks. Anyhow, 
it's the the movie's actually going all saw on us, despite the oh, scene yeah. that we're referring to. He's about to torture <laughs> Sam Lowry, like to get him to say the things he wants him to say. And Sam's is, like, is that what happened in Saw? I never saw. What? That. I've never seen Saw either. Okay, I just thought that's what happened. There. I thought you saw Saw. I thought you saw Saw. No, I didn't see Saw. Sam, did you saw, see Saw? No, I, I never saw. I never saw Saw. So did Sam didn't, didn't see, see saw, saw either. No, and you, if you didn't see Saw, did you see Saw? Right. So, so uh, more people here. Has like anyone four seen for Saw? To see saw, not a single person has seen Saw. <laughs> Sam. Anyhow, I'm so, proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyhow, Sam Lowry is about to get tortured by his friend Jer- Jack. Saw style. Saw style. Saw style. He, torture to save what? Allegedly, because none of us have seen Saw. There's a that. puzzle in it, right? Yeah. Movie's not going on the list. I cannot. I do not have enough movies. Yeah, we are not watching that. Yeah, we are not watching that. Uh, no, 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 no. Anyhow. We're good. We don't need to see Murtaugh versus Jigsaw. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, anyhow. He's about to get tortured. He's trying to talk some sense into his friend Jack. He's like, come on, Jack. You don't want to do this to me. I'm your friend. And Jack's like, come oh, on. We're pals, ain't we, Jack? And then... <laughs> and Jack, Jack is... No, and seriously, like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't... Jimmy, Jim, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy, Jim, Jim. I was referencing the movie, but, like, that's that's Jack's approach. Is like, come on, this is a professional relationship. You can't speak to me that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm just trying to do my job. Do you want, me, you do you want to appear unprofessional no, right now? Jack even says, like, look, you should feel bad for me. He says that at some point. Yeah. He's like, look, I know you're thinking about yourself, but think about how I feel right now. I have to torture you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's at that point where some... You, you just... realize how selfish Sam has been this yep. whole time. He it's... never took Jack into consideration. <laughs> no. While he's there getting cut up, he never thought that someone has to do the cutting. Yes. Yeah. There's a scene earlier in the movie where Jack's just all kind of messed yeah, up with his head. Because <laughs> he's just, he just had to get done doing some cutting. Yeah, he was cutting up some people. Yeah. And he's just... No one thinks about Jack in this movie. And you know who doesn't think about the Jack? The guy who shoots Jack in the head right away. Right next thing, after, oh, right yeah. before he starts torturing. He's about to cut into Sam, and he gets shot in the head. And it's a rescue. It's a rescue. It's a rescue, so the rebels come down boom, to rescue boom. Sam. Led by... Lancy, AC repairman, led by Harry Buttle. Tuttle. Tuttle. Tuttle's the, the Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah, Buttle's well, the guy who wrongfully died. Remember, Beetle. Well, you see, well, man, like I just got to say, guys, that's an easy mistake to make. I can yeah. understand why this whole thing got started in the first <laughs> yeah, So they, they belay down, all of them, with their individual belaying ropes, and they're, they're, they got their guns. guns. They go out through shooting. the front door like a bunch of badasses. Oh, yeah. Which does not pay off door. because all of them get shot except yeah. for Robert De Niro. Yeah. All they of all them be, die. And Robert De Niro cool and, and Lowry make scene. it out. This crazy, awesome gunfight scene through yeah. like, the steps. Uh, film nerds know it as like an, Ado- an Odessa step sequence, like in, in Untouchables. Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah, like they that. do an Untouchable scene. Yeah, for film sure. nerds like to oh, yeah. reference it because it comes from a really old movie. Yeah, that Russian thing or whatever. Uh, Battleship Potemkin. Yep. Which, um, Haven't really, seen it. which, by the way, the step sequence, best part of the movie. The rest huh. of it's. Mm. Yeah, I would, I would think. Yeah. yeah, so. I guess there's a reason why we only talk about one of the. Uh, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> so they take off and they almost get away. They get to the mall. But the only people that have survived so far are De Niro. And Sam. And Sam Lowry. And then, but then what happens? A piece of paper snags itself on Robert De Niro's foot. And then his arm. And it's it's blowing around in the wind, by the way. Just kind of trash. Just yeah, kind of paper blowing, blowing in the wind. Just, just hitting him. Pieces of paper blowing Piece, in the wind. Yep, just all just, this paper. Just hitting him. 
and it just keeps on hitting him. Put. He's trying to shake it all loose, and he can't. And then more paper's showing up. And he's, and he's still trying, trying to shake more of it loose. And, and he's trying to like pull it off, but he can't pull it off as fast as it's coming on. And it's just all and then, they, and then it's in his face, and it's then it's his on face. his back, and then yeah, it's just... It's on his neck. It's all up his back. It's all over him, man. And he's just walking around and Sam covered sees it. in paper. Sam's not... He's not a fool. He sees what's happening. He runs over, and he's just like, oh my god, it's my buddy. That's the AC repair guy. I gotta go and see what's going on here. So he runs over and starts pulling away pieces of paper. He's like trying to rip it off, trying to help There's him. so much paper there. So, so much paper. paper. It's more so like a, a person-shaped paper mache statue. Yep. And what happens? It's just paper, huh? Paper. It's just paper. His buddy's disappeared. Every total got done in by the paperwork. Yep. Just disappeared. Not even dead. Literally. Just disappeared. Yeah, he's just gone. It's just paper now. He got buried in paperwork. Where there was Harry Tuttle, there is now just paperwork. <sighs> That's heavy, man. Yep. Well, That's the chase heavy. scene continues. Cause yeah, he takes still off. after him. Takes still off. after him. Takes off. You know, and as he, one does. And he, he runs and he hides and he hides himself in this little... House. House. Mm-hmm. He runs through like a doorway and so this doorway's in a little house. And he turns he, out that the little house is on the back of a truck. Turns out that the driver of that truck is none other than Jill. Jill, Jill one of our dead woman of the dub dub bitches. <laughs> woman <laughs> of her dreams, and his dreams, excuse me. And they both drive out to the country, to the right. sunset, where they live happily live ever after. after. Their little house, out oh. in the country. Yeah, like out of just in Colorado or something just like somewhere that. Somewhere in Maryland, somewhere in the middle nice of and nowhere. Green, beautiful you know? sunsets. This tiny little house, just the two of them. Camera pans back. You see nothing around them, especially no cities. And you hear the no song ducks, playing. no cars. It's the Brazil song. You pan back even more. You realize that you see it's like in this valley, and you peer back even they more. And you it. see this giant thing to the point where the house is a tiny speck, and then into frame come Jack and the old man, and you realize he's that. been in the chair the entire time. Yep. Since right before the the guy gets rescue. Shot. He's just he got in the room, really. Yeah. And this is all in his head. He's been in the chair. And he's humming the song. He's humming the Brazil song, looking, staring off into the void. He's full-blown lobotomized yeah. at this point. He is gone. He's gone he's to his happy place. And uh, Jack and the old man in the wheelchair just kind of, they feel bad, but they're like, well, No, he's gone. He's yeah. gone, that's it. They look at him and they're just like, it's gone. I mean, the guy looks, the guy says, he's left us, Jack. And they just go away. Yep. Credits roll yeah, down the screen. That's, that's the actu- movie. Actually, what happens there is Jack wheels Mr. Helpman away, and they Mr. just Helpman. leave him in the chair in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. And he's just humming the song. And they just roll the credits over him humming the song for, mm-hmm. like, a couple minutes. Yeah. At least there's at least a good, like, 10, 15 seconds, which is a pretty, yeah. which is pretty it good It feels like an hour. It's a pretty good wondering. amount of time. So that's the movie Brazil. That's the plot of Brazil. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. Along with some themes in there. Some we, themes. We went ahead and addressed some themes, um, too. And then just with the bummer ending, which makes it a better movie. Yeah, it does. It really, it really yeah, the fits, movie does fits the feel and The tone. movie would really be kind of unbalanced if it had a nice, tidy ending. Kind of like they hint at at the end. If they just escape yeah. to the country, and escape the, the bureaucracy. That the love conquers all. Yeah, of the, of the like 16 cuts of Brazil that there are, the, <laughs> love, cut, the love conquers all version, it ends with, he's not in the chair the whole time. That's actually, he actually makes it. That actually That's happened. actually what happened. 
Which that makes, makes, which makes the whole Robert De Niro sequence like, like even bizarre weirder. because yeah. it's like what because it explains what, itself you, if it's yeah. in his head. Yeah, like you're definitely like what the fuck at that situation when you're watching it. But then it's just like oh okay, well he was in his, his chair the whole time. Well, oh, I, man, I would go the whole time. I would go even farther and say it explains why De Niro and that crew were there even in the first place. Like, oh, yeah, why the hell would they re- rescue one random guy? How would they do it? How would they break into the Ministry? Of How would they know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why would he? It's the same thing. He pulled with jail he assumed because they had this rebel spirit that they're tied to terrorism in some way when in reality De Niro's character is just a vigilante AC repair guy he has no ties yeah, to yeah. anyone nope, I don't think he would there. have joined some sort of resistance nope. terrorist group because he, yeah, I don't think this there, group exists I, it'd just be more organization it'd be more arguing it'd be less paperwork but it's I think he just does it. Like, we're all just kind of assuming it would still that these be people a who system. don't fit. Yeah. It's a system that he has to work yeah. within, as opposed to just... But we end up being wrong. He's just a, he's just a repairman. And by the way, why did he get into this job? For the action. Okay. For, For the, the action. action. A lot of action, AC repairman. Well, did you see the, the movie? The guy is belaying all over the city, like, <laughs> running from the authorities. He's about to kill anyone who <laughs> walks in. But this is all of a result of him doing the job that he took for the action. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That is funny. The action. He took the job for the action, and then all of that extra stuff just came as well. Yeah. That's just... That's funny. Ridiculous. That is a ridiculous <laughs> idea. In a movie that oh, Robert man. De Niro really has no business being in. Like, this is not his normal... Who tricked him? Oh, I don't know who tricked him. <laughs> Seriously, who tricked him into being in this movie? I'm but... glad he's in the movie, and it's a great movie. Oh, no, he's fantastic. It's a great yeah, cast. He's, he's, but... I, love, I love him as I a role. I would hate anybody else doing that role. I don't know how he got that it. Guy. But who tricked him? But, yeah, who tricked he, him into doing it? He's definitely the rando in the movie. Yeah. You guys didn't know he was in it nope. until you saw it, and it even took you a minute because he has yep. a mustache. Well, the, the reason it took me a minute is like you guys were making a big deal that this character was going to show up, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. you're not going to yeah, believe yeah. who it yeah, is. We yeah, we were. Yeah. Cool, we were just like, Sam, you ready? Yeah, Sam, you ready for the scene? We kept on waiting for it. But I was thinking because was I'd seen the guy from Hitchhikers, because I'd seen the character from Hot Fuzz, I was thinking of all the obscure British actors I'd ever seen. You know, trying to figure out, all right, who is about mm-hmm. to show up. And when he finally shows up, I'm like, okay. It's the top American actor who? of our time. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, who is this guy? Who is he? Oh, my God, it's Robert De Niro. <laughs> I know it's Robert De Niro. Yeah, Niro. That, I did not see that one coming. Oh, I love it, man. So this it's movie's so crazy. And it's a perfect Terry Gilliam. It's so good. How did it make you feel? Me? Yeah. yeah. It made me feel unsettled. You're the only other person who was the first. Like, you and I were the ones who'd never seen it. It's unsettling. I don't feel at peace with this movie. I, there's a part of me that doesn't like it almost. It's Man. like, why would you do that to me, movie? <laughs> <laughs> that definitely, that definitely time, is I, the point. I appreciate it because of that. Um, you mean every moment of the movie Nightcrawler? <laughs> Oh, man, like Why would you do this to me, movie? Why would you do this yeah, to me? Yeah, no, we stopped that oh, movie like no. ten times because I was like... Because we just needed a break. <laughs> yeah. Just needed a... But you can't, you can't compare Brazil and Nightcrawler. That's good, like comparing apples and... Nightcrawler! Nightcrawler. <laughs> <laughs> There's really nothing else besides Nightcrawler. So, uh, I, I consider this as like... Everyone talks about different directors, their favorites. I don't think this is my favorite Terry Gilliam movie. I just think it's the best Terry Gilliam movie. I, I it's the so much it's like so much of it seems like him as a person. It's like it's like the whole like with Rick and Morty there's the concept of the Rickest Trick. Like this is like the Terry Gilliam. Gilliam. Yeah. <laughs> Good. The Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam of them all. This is this is this is Terry at his most Gilliam. Yes. 
It's just too... It's so insane. Like, if you handed this script to someone else and say, hey, can you make this? They'd be like, what? No. <laughs> this is an unfilmable movie. Yeah. It's so no. strange. Like, How long is he just going to be flying around in armor? <laughs> yeah, why Half an hour? Have, what the hell? Why does he have to take on such a strange character in his dreams? And then and then he they chose a samurai. So this is a British fire. movie. This is it's, a British movie and he's going to fight a samurai. So random. And, yeah. then, and then the ultimate... Yeah. Thing that, that holds fire. him that down is, is Brickman, who like grabs him from the ground. Yeah, the ground literally reaches up with a hand and grabs well, him. Well, like, and, and the other thing I really didn't like was at the end. No, no, no just to be clear, I love all of these things that are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, but you at, like them because they're ridiculous. Yes. But at the end, it's after um, his, his mother's friend's facial complications led her to um, oh. a funeral. Did we get to this part? Yes, oh, yeah, we, have a, we have a dream sequence. But okay. the part he goes and confronts his mom and his mom is Jill. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, that made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, it's, uh, I told before, you, I, that's why I thought the movie was going to do it to me before we so, got to that. So you were right, just wrong scene. Just wrong scene. It pulled on your feelings and fears from before, thinking like, is this going to be like an Oedipus Rex kind of situation? And then and then they... like Oedipus Rex to the place. And then, um, and then she's like, stop calling me mom. Yeah. Yeah, because she has all these young men hit on her. Yeah, yeah. young guys hit like, on his mom. So for her, all these plastic surgeries have worked, but for her friend at the funeral she's at, they always... Her complications had complications. The complications. Yeah, and they show her complications in the end. Oh, he, like, God. Runs it is. Oh, my God. It's so gross. It is. Open casket. Oh, yeah. He, I'm flailing. He knocks it. Yeah, Chad is flailing. He knocks it to the ground in this, like, skeleton organ, like, flesh material slush. Yeah, slush. Just like... Slush is a good word. You know what it's like? Sludges on You know what it's like? It's like somebody made a bunch of jello around, like, one of those skeletons from science class yeah. and put that in the coffin and then vomited in it yeah. and let it sit for a so while grotesque and they so opened gross. it and then uh, you could smell the movie it was kind of like a yeah it, it just was, got gross and foul at the end of it yeah it, it was grotesque so on the level of like troll 2 but hey guys this oh man right. troll 2 we've all seen it we've all seen it <laughs> yeah there was that month where I made everyone I know watch it oh we all had that what you're talking about troll 2 troll you've never seen troll 2 this is when you weren't living here Oh my oh god. god. No, we have to oh, do this now. No. Oh my god. Oh no. We have to watch the worst oh, movie that's ever been made. Oh god, why have I done that's this? Why did you do it? Why did you do it? Why did you do it? You have seen it, you fucking morons. I just didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to dignify that movie with Yeah, but you knew we would bring up a movie during our conversations. I would just hope I could say I don't know what you're talking about, we can move on. Obviously I can't. No, but you impl- can't. No, you can't. Not by the rules of this podcast. I would have had uh, I would have made you watch every minute of that movie. Good God, Twice. just let's, let's drop it. And I have like, in fact seen Troll 2, that god awful <laughs> piece of shit. <laughs> That fucking kid. I hate that fucking kid. <laughs> that fucking little red-headed piece of shit. Oh, but you love the dad. He's such an action man. Uh, he even knows where the... Never mind. We are, I know that movie way too well. Why did we all waste... Uh, uh, never mind. Anyhow. Uh, dude, I was in college. It was a weird time for me. Yep. No, I made Grace watch it for the first time. Really? And it all my in friends college. in college. I was watching it like once a yeah, once, two weeks yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. I just like yeah, regularly through, saw it. through the whole thing. I had to, no, I had no, to you preach. Came, no, you came he over to the house and you made us all sit down and watch Troll 2. I have 2. seen Troll 2 at least yeah. like 
ten times yeah. more than The Godfather. Yeah. It was me with two roommates, and there was like two other people that we knew who were just there, and Chad made us all just uh, stop. We were doing and watch Troll 2. <laughs> you guys are going to watch Troll 2. I was surprised you guys didn't thank me afterwards, because I had a good time. Well, I'm this... Sure, I'm pretty sure we asked you to leave. Well, yeah, you did. Wait a minute. I'm going to... I left, I, I believe. So yeah. anyhow, do any of you have anything more to say about Brazil before Troll Two totally bogarts this <laughs> podcast? We were too caught up in this. Man. So so oh, okay. Ghost. Uh, God, Brazil's amazing. Brazil is amazing. Yeah, um, see the movie. I think a lot of polls um, listed as like top ten, at least on sci-fi list, of best movies ever made. I mean, no, it's it's really well made. Yeah, yeah man. Like just it's got, it does so many things. Like really makes you well. laugh. Which you cringe? It, it it definitely takes the dystopian future idea and just like takes it in a direction that you wouldn't expect a movie to take it in. Just the whole idea of bureaucratic dystopia. It's like because there's no one, there's nothing to gain. Like there's in these dystopian movies, there's always like a villain, and there's not really a villain. There here. isn't a villain. There is no, no villain. It's just kind every of every living like, person is a victim in some way. Yeah, but they're also perpetuating it, so they're also the cause of the problem. Yeah, it's a complex movie. It's a complex story. Yeah, yeah, very well done by Terry Gilliam. You could also argue, I mean, there's obviously a protagonist, there's obviously a hero. Yeah. But he's not. There are antagonist uh, characters. But even the antagonist characters are, like, acting more or less against their will because they have to because of the the system. Mm -hmm. Man, that movie's crazy. That's a great movie. Great movie, Brazil. Brazil. Anyone got anything else to say? So, anyway, uh, I'm Chad. Sam. Asher. And Grace. What's up, crew? If you got any idea of what you would like for us to talk about on the minute or on Movie Night Autopsy podcast, hit us up on the social medias. You can hit us up on Twitter at Movie underscore Autopsy. Check us out on Facebook at Movie Night Autopsy. Always feel free to email us, contact at Movie Night Autopsy.com.